What's up, everybody? I am your host, Monte, and you are now listening to another episode of my podcast, Failing Forward. They can never say they made me. Trying to leave a blueprint like I'm Jay-Z. Oh, she knows that she could never save me. They can't take the blame, so they gon' blame me. Today, I'm going to be giving y'all an update on everything that I've experienced in my first six months in Atlanta. I'm going to give y'all the lessons, the blessings, and everything in between. So to facilitate this conversation, I'm going to talk about the expectations versus reality, because y'all know those two entirely different things, um, some of the lessons that I've learned along the way, and then I'm going to just give y'all some tips about what it takes to you know move to a new city and have a seamless, or I'm not even going to say seamless, I'm going to just say a successful transition. So to get things started, we're going to talk about the expectations, y'all, and I'll talk about the expectations before I go into the reality of what things are and it might be a little bit of overlap but you know before I moved here some of the things that I was thinking about that enticed me to make this jump to Atlanta was the black excellence of course when you think of cities like Harlem New York or you think about DC or you think about Atlanta Detroit all of those cities are known for having produced successful super impactful great black leaders and you know when I see my future that's something that you know, I want for myself, like, I want to be remembered, I want to have a great impact, and I want to be surrounded by other people that's just like me that's doing amazing things, so, black excellence, of course, then you have the surplus of creatives and entrepreneurs, I can honestly say that it's definitely real, like, when you get out here, you can go to a restaurant, you can go to a bar, the person serving you might have 40,000 followers, 50,000 followers on TikTok, Instagram, be a whole influencer, I went out with my friends, and People don't let us hear their mixtape, all types of stuff. Like, we done met people who work at PR for hip hop agencies, all different types of things. So you definitely get that that surplus of entrepreneurs and creatives. So a lot of people doing real estate out here, a lot of YouTubers, a lot of people do music. Um, so I will say it's easy to get lost in all of that if you don't have a strong understanding of your mission and your purpose and why you're doing what you're doing. But I also think it could be beautiful because it's you know, a ton of people to network with and a ton of events to go to to showcase your talent. Another expectation I had was it's a pathway to wealth generation and a thriving economy. I come from Philly, which is the largest, poorest city. I want to make sure that I'm saying that correctly, but I think it's the largest, poorest city in America. Our economy isn't the greatest. You see a lot of poverty in every industry and in almost every facet of life. And it's just so many talented people. And it's a shame that they don't have that pipeline or the access or the resources to, you know, do great things. But I will say that a lot of people are just making it happen with what they have. And I think that's one of the most beautiful parts about where I come from. So coming here, I can honestly say that it's not like that. Where I live specifically in this area close to Buckhead, like people are doing really well. Let's just say that. Like when I was in Philly, I can honestly say that I never saw a Lamborghini dealership, a Porsche dealership, a Benz dealership so close to where I live at. You might see people riding down the street with my Lambo for real. Like I've never seen this many luxury cars in my life. Like it's Teslas, Benz, BMWs everywhere. And it's just not like that in Philly. And I think anybody that grew up where I did in Southwest, they could definitely vouch for that. Um, another thing that I expected was a lot of car break-ins and robberies. Unfortunately, I think the violence has spiked in Atlanta. And to be completely honest, I think the violence has spiked in a lot of different cities. Before I left Philly, it was treacherous out there, and it's still treacherous right now. So, you know, when I was coming here, a lot of my friends see stuff on the news, and they was like, you know, you got to be mindful of your car. 
somebody might take your hubcap, somebody might break your windows, you know, take everything you have. So that was definitely something that I was mindful of and wary of, but I haven't really encountered that in my short time here. So God willing, that doesn't happen to me, but you know, if it does, then we gonna always move forward like we do. Another expectation I had was lit nightlife. Before I moved here, I didn't really go out a lot. Like I'm pretty much a homebody. I like to create, I like to be around my family, be around my close friends. But you know, in coming here, I told myself like, I'm gonna get out there more. Like I'm gonna start going to some of the clubs. I'm gonna start going to the bars and you know, just live my life. Like I'm young. I feel like prior to this point, like I worked really hard to solidify myself and you know, create a career path. <clears throat> and now I just feel like, like you got everything that you've been working for and now it's time to you know just live a little bit so that's what i've been trying to do i didn't expect to see this many bbls everywhere <laughs> i don't mean no disrespect to nobody but it's a lot of bbls out here man and you could tell like it's almost like everybody got the same shape these days it's like the instagram shape where it's like a perfect apple and you know to each their own like i feel like everybody is entitled to the life that they see fit for themselves but that was definitely real. The BBL is in full effect. <laughs> and I think another thing was the women. My friends told me like the ratio was 12 to one. And I don't think I really believed them before I got here, but you could see it clearly. <laughs> the women definitely outnumbered the men. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot to go around, but you definitely gotta be careful, man. I've had some experiences here in my young time already. So I just say, man, just, just be careful out here, man. And just be smart. I think another expectation I had was the traffic. Everybody was telling me like, yo, it's gonna take this long to get here and get there. And that has been completely true, yo. Like, <laughs> I ain't gonna sit here and lie to you. Like, um, the traffic is crazy. Good thing is I work from home. So I feel like I only pretty much have to travel when I'm going to the grocery store, which is five minutes away or if I'm going out with my friends. So it pretty much hasn't been that bad for me, but depending on where you live, it could definitely be crazy. In a city like Philly, excuse me, where everything is pretty much centrally located, like I will say that it's not like that out here. You gotta drive pretty much everywhere. And 10 minutes here is, you know, getting on the expressway to get to where you wanna go, because that's how many miles away it might be. So I would say you always gotta over prepare here when you're going anywhere, because a short 20 minute ride could turn into an hour long ride depending on traffic. Now, I'll go into the reality of things. Those are my expectations. And, you know, this is what I've noticed from my perspective of what it's like living in Atlanta for these past six months. The first thing is, is always something to do out here. So depending on what type of person you are and, you know, how much effort you put into finding what's what and who's what out here, like it's literally something to do from Monday to Sunday. Like if you want to live that life, like you could definitely do it here. And I'm talking about clubs lounges bars restaurants attractions or even like celebrities holding stuff out here like it's always something to do like i can say i had a lot of fun so far and i've been exposed to a lot in so little time and i even see people that recently moved here after me and the stuff that they be going to i'd be like dang like how you knew about that i didn't even know so it's definitely always something to do out here but with that the caveat is that it's overcrowded and you gotta wait for everything like Besides the traffic, like you can't just be like, I'm going to just go here and be in and out. Like, you really have to plan accordingly because you're going to be caught up. There's always lines, man. It's honestly crazy out here. Um, 
that's definitely something I noticed. Like you can go to Subway, <laughs> even that can turn into an hour, two hour long experience. And I'm not capping. Like it's it's real. Another thing that I've noticed is that compared to a city like Philly. And I'm not even saying this, y'all, because I'm from Philly, but the food is just so much better in Philly. If you're from Atlanta and you're listening to this, y'all might have to put me on to what's the good food spots because I can honestly say that it hasn't been mind-blowing. Like, everything has been super underwhelming, to say the least. And I mean that kindly. Like, I don't mean no disrespect. Um, what I do like is that it is a lot of black-owned businesses, a lot of black-owned restaurants, but philly is a super diverse city so you can get your african food you can get your indian food mexican chinese like korean any culture that you want you can find good food in philly and i'm stamping that and i'm standing on that <laughs> but you know out here i can say that you know it's hit or miss or maybe i just haven't found the good spots yet but this is my perspective well, i think i touched on this already but you literally have to drive everywhere it ain't no, I'm going to walk to the corner store. <laughs> I'm going to walk here. It ain't really that. Like, the only time you're walking is if you're trying to get some exercise or you're going to, you don't know, you want to get some sunlight, but you ain't really doing that much walking. I will say that in the short time that I've been here, there has been a lot of violence, y'all. Like, more than I expected. And it's odd because I feel like growing up in a city like Philly, like, I've almost become desensitized to violence. And in Philly, we got a page called Philly Scoop. We got No Gun Zone. We got a lot of pages, to be honest, that are explaining different things that are happening across the city on a day-to-day. And I didn't know that Atlanta had one, too. So, you know, when I first came here, I just told myself, I'm not even going to follow the page. I would like to be informed about things that are going on. But for me, I'm really sensitive. So that stuff really starts to affect my mental and I already got a little bit of PTSD and anxiety from growing up in the hood in Philly. So it'd just be like, I can't take it. Like, I know how to move smart. I'd be home a lot of times, too. So I don't really be in a mix like that. But it definitely been a lot of violence out here. And a lot of violence toward women. Like, I think somebody got stabbed in the park. I've been seeing stories about women being followed home from clubs and bars. So it's crazy, man. Y'all gotta check on your friends, man. Make sure you got their location not out here traveling alone and you know just be smart man because you know people are crazy out here and me personally i think the pandemic is contributing to the violence because you know people are home people lost jobs and honestly like this is the first time period where people really had to like sit with themselves and i feel like a lot more people are on edge and just i don't really know man so just be safe y'all the city is definitely materialistic and superficial just being out here for this short period of time, I felt like my mentality was slowly changing. Um, when I first got here, I just remember me and my friends, like, we would be going out. I would be getting invited to these different events, and I always felt like I had to go to Linux to get a new fit. Like, I'm like, no, bro, like, I don't got nothing to wear. Like, I'm slowly reverting back to a lesser form of myself where, you know, I just was buying a lot of clothes and shoes all the time. And of course, like I'm working now, so I got more funds and, you know, more wiggle room. But I think I always like to just check my intentions and see why I'm doing stuff. And when I first got here, it really was because I felt like I had to keep up with the Joneses and the norm of Atlanta. Like when you go out, they drip down like designer from head to toe, bust down watches, iced out chains. You're going to see that and you really got to be confident in yourself and grounded so you don't feel like you're inadequate because you don't yet have access to those things or you know frankly you just can't afford it 
So I will say that that's something that has taken an adjustment. And, you know, the people are superficial. Like, I feel like people are leading with their personas that they've created for themselves because, you know, they want to be a musician. They want to be an actress or an actor. They want to be a YouTuber. And, you know, I don't think there's nothing wrong with leading with your business name or nothing like that. But sometimes it's hard to see who's real and who's not. And I'm the type of person where, like, I value, like, family and genuine relationships before any type of, like, social status. So I want to get to know you at the core. Like, what are the things that you believe in? What kind of impact do you want to have? Or, you know, what kind of legacy do you want to create? And I find that a lot of the conversations aren't necessarily focused on that. It's more so, like, what can we do for each other? What can you do for me? And that's something that I didn't really experience that much in Philly. So, you know, I'm just rolling with the punches with that. I will say that the cost of living is really high here. And that's crazy coming from a city like Philly where it's a little bit more affordable than Philly, I would say. But I think just with the surplus of people moving here, it was hard to find a good apartment in a good area that I felt comfortable with from another state. And like, you know, I had some trouble finding a good job. Like I got a job, but was it the job I wanted when I first came here? I can't say that, honestly. So another reality that I faced in these six months is a lot of rejection. Like I said, from these jobs and the dating scene, not that I'm getting rejected by women, uh, it's more so like with the number of women that you have access to, like none of them working or none of them being fulfilling. That's what I mean by rejection. So just dealing with that along with loneliness and isolation. Um, I did move here with two of my close friends, but you know, we all have separate lives. We all have different work schedules and different responsibilities, so we can't always hang out and tend to each other in the ways that we did when we was younger. So when you move to a new city, if you don't know nobody, it's definitely going to be a lot of lonely nights and days, especially if you work from home. So you really got to force yourself to get outside and be social, network, and try to make friends because it is definitely hard, y'all. So those are my expectations for my first six months here and also the reality and, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't give y'all, you know, some lessons that I've learned also from all of these things. The first lesson is that things change as you get older, whether that be family, friendships, your interests, or even you. I think it's just a natural part of life that we have to adjust to. I have friends that are getting married. I have friends that are purchasing homes. I have friends with children. I have friends that are launching and starting businesses. And because of that, their time is divided in ways that they weren't before so they might not be able to pick up the phone and listen to your rant or they might not be able to hang out with you for months and it's not personal it's just everybody is doing the best they can with what they can and what they know i hope that made sense <laughs> sometimes i just string stuff together but that's definitely something that i've noticed and you know you got to do a lot of work with your mental but just make sure that you're not taking things the wrong way. So I guess the second lesson would be how you feel isn't always fact. You know, how you feel won't always coincide with what's real. And what I mean by that is that sometimes when you take stuff personally, your emotions can cloud your judgment, but also alter how you view a situation and how you respond to it. So as somebody that, you know, suffers from chronic anxiety, but also, you know, depression at sometimes like, you know, that can jade how you view a situation or even how you view the people around you. And also just being a man, like feeling like you always got to go through stuff alone and that you can't reach out to people and call for help. 
So, you know, some things that have helped me is like journaling, but even like picking up the phone and like calling somebody from back home or even just going back home, man. Sometimes you just need that mental reset. Um, you need that recharge so you can move forward in a healthy, positive, and a productive way. So those are the first two lessons. The third thing would be nothing is ever as good as it seems on the surface. And what I mean by that is a lot of the stuff that you see in a city like Atlanta or even on social media is an optical illusion because you don't know what people are doing or who they connected to to get the stuff that they have. You don't even know if it's real or fake. And honestly, it's just so many apps out here now where you can like alter your body. So many different scams out here. People's social media getting taken because they're looking for these get rich quick schemes. You've got PPP loans, different types of stuff. So, you know, I would hate for these kids, you know, growing up in this social media era to, you know, feel like you got to have certain things just to, you know, be cool or have some sense of self-worth or self-esteem. You know, it's crazy out here. So... You know, the grass ain't always greener. A lot of times when you get in these spaces and you talk to the people that, you know, you admire from afar, you realize that a lot of this stuff just be a facade and they be terrible people too under all of the clothes, the jewelry, the status. So, you know, I would rather just hang with a couple people that I know I can trust regardless of what they have in terms of, you know, wealth or, you know, what kind of designer clothes. Like I would just rather hang with just solid, genuinely good people because it's not a lot of them these days, y'all. So... You know, just don't get caught up in the hype of social media or even try to keep up with the Joneses of people in Atlanta. And like I said, like I almost went down that road, but I got some solid people around me that can always just check me and reel me in. The next thing I would say is the fear of missing out isn't real. A lot of times when you exist in the social media space as either a content creator or an entrepreneur, you can develop a tendency to value your number of interactions and engagement over your well-being in real life. I've seen it happen to many people. I've experienced it firsthand. So I just want to be the first to tell y'all that it's okay to live in a moment, to fully be present and choose you for a period of time. So if this means you log out for a day or even a week, like it's completely fine. Now, of course, if you have a profitable business, you know, you might have to alter that a little bit. We may not be able to take a week off, but I think just being able to take time to just disengage with social media or the internet and just tap into your real life and doing things that pour into you, hanging with people that pour into you and just doing things that are truly good for the soul. I use myself for an example. If you look at my YouTube channel, there's time periods where I won't post a video for a month or even two months and you know i feel terrible because my channel isn't growing look at this person they putting out a video every single week i can't even produce and you honestly feel shame for it and you feel bad just because you're not in the space to create or produce or you actually think about your content you want to be intentional about your approach to you know putting messages out there and that's what I go through and I think that's a terrible way to live when you get to a point where you're worrying about you know what you're going to post or what you're going to wear to impress total strangers to say the least so it's important to just you know have that time to yourself and I think that what's for you will never miss you I'll use Ava DuVernay as a prime example this woman is in her 40s I believe but her film and director career didn't start until she was in her late 30s and 40s and just look at what she's been able to do in a span of like five to seven years it's truly phenomenal and i think a lot of people feel like if it's not happening for you right now then it's not happening or you got to have stuff figured out 
right away or else it's just not going to count. And I think for us in our 20-something, it's just it's so much life to live, man. It's just so much to experience. It's so much to do. And, you know, it's so much more to life than social media and the Internet. I know, like, this is the area that we're living in. And, you know, it's becoming, you know, more and more central to our lives. Like, everything is becoming automated. So we always inundated with information. And we just got so much access to stuff. We could just get whatever we want at the click of a couple buttons, which is kind of crazy. But I think because of that, we have to be even more intentional about, you know, just tapping out sometimes. So I say that fear of missing out, it's not really real. Um, I find that whenever I get off social media for a couple days or even a week, sometimes a month, and I'm just focused on my real life, you know, I truly have the best times there. And part of the reason why I haven't put that much content on YouTube is just because since I've been here, I've been focused on truly experiencing and trying to have fun, not trying to fake it like I'm having fun just so other people could think that Atlanta is this cool city and they should do what I'm doing. No, like I'm focused on truly enjoying my experiences when you're meeting people for the first time you don't want to be pulling no camera out and recording that's kind of weird so i've just been focused on just living my life and just you know staying in the moment i think that leads me right to the next idea which is that just because it's not happening on your time that doesn't mean that it's not happening and another example of that is when i was looking for apartments here i wanted to live in buckhead near my friends in a more modern style apartment but i ended up in this this is my baby it's comfy it's nice i feel safe i'm in a gated community got a gym and i was pretty sad about that at first that i couldn't live near my friends even though i'm only 10 minutes away because that's where all of the action is you know that's where you might see the celebrities that's where the clubs and bars and you know it's just that like city life feel but you know it just wasn't meant for me to live in bucket right now to be completely honest like it just didn't make sense for me financially with my level of income and what I would be putting out monthly just to live in this area, just to have a more modern place to, you know, shoot my content and take cool pictures. Like it just really wasn't worth it. So I live 10 minutes away and I'm paying like a few hundreds less for rent and I'm comfortable. So, you know, you got to do what's best for you. And I say just because it's not happening on your time, that doesn't mean it's not happening. I got to think about it like this. A year ago, or even two years ago, I was dreaming of moving to Atlanta. So I was planning, I was strategizing, I was watching it and listening. Not watching it, <laughs> but I was watching and listening to videos and content just like this to learn what I had to do to make this a reality. And now I'm here. So I just look at life in the same way, where it's like I might not have that right now, but the next increase, you know, if falling forward goes right, it might be a mansion, it might be something else, you know, or I'll eventually get there. But I think. That is the premise of this whole podcast. I just want to show people like the real, like it's okay to take your steps and just do what's meant for you. My friends being able to live in that area, that's what was meant for them right now based on their level of income, status, and privilege. Like that's what they was able to do, but that's just not my situation right now. So you got to be grateful and intentional where you are just so you can, you know, live a fulfilled and, you know, a happy and peaceful life. So those are definitely some of the lessons that I've learned since I've been here in the six months, and I hope that was helpful to somebody. Now, you know, to end this, you know, I definitely want to give people some tips. You know, if you're looking to relocate to Atlanta specifically or even somewhere else, you know, the first thing that I'll tell you to do is thoroughly plan out your move and do your research. So if you're somebody like me, you might want to set a target date and time period that you're looking to execute. And from there, you got to devise a plan on what it will take to make your goal a possibility. 
this move for me was two to three years in the making. I knew in undergrad, like this is what I wanted to do after I graduated, but it was certain steps that I had to take to put myself in position to make this a reality. Now, you might not have to go to the extremes that I went to, but that's just me. Like, that's what kind of person I am. One of the things that I did was, you know, I knew that I had to get my finances in order, like, before I graduated from college. Like, I had to start thinking about that. So, one of my friends happens to be in personal finance. So, I sat down with him and I was like, yo, like, my credit is shot just because I was making bad decisions early on when I came to college, buying Chinese every day, <laughs> buying a PlayStation, buying games, just swiping it. And then... I didn't have enough to pay off the balance. So, you know, that ongoing balance and the interest was just accruing, accruing, accruing until I killed my credit. You know, I had to sit down with him and say, like, what are some of the things that I had to do to put myself in a better situation when I graduated? And one of the things that he told me was, like, got to get a secure credit card. He broke down why. He even broke down credit in its entirety to me. And I'm very grateful for that. And I just was sitting down with people that I could learn from, watching videos like this. I knew that I had to save money. So... Like I said, I wasn't going out and partying as much. I wasn't buying the latest J's. I be seeing people on the sneakers app, on StockX, on GOAT. Like, I love sneakers. For anybody that know me, like, I love sneakers to death. But, like, I had to really tap out of those things. Like, I really had to delete all the apps and stuff like that just so I could focus and just take the actions that I needed to take to make this a reality for me. So, when you're looking at a different state, I'll tell you, like, Look into the cost of living in that particular state, but also the strength of the local economy. And this will give you an idea of how much money you'll need, but also it'll determine what kind of lifestyle you can afford. It'll be the difference uh, if you can get that traditional style apartment or that more modern new fill style apartment. Another thing I would say is look into the safety and political climate in that area and what kind of things you might encounter on a day to day. We are in the South, some areas where you might see them Confederate flags. And, you know, if you on the same side of the fence as me, you know, that's a red flag for sure. So just look into the safety and the political climate. This stuff goes hand to hand. And, you know, I think it's always a good idea to stay informed about what's going on in your community, what's going on around you. So you can have that level of say so and input and making a change. But definitely look into those things. Like, look at what's happening to these women, you know, being stabbed, chased, followed, out of these clubs. You can't go to the park, stuff like that. Like, you got to know about those things. Another thing I'll tell you is to prioritize your healthcare plan in the event that something happens to you. For somebody like me, I tore my ACL last year. So, you know, I had to go to PT and do different things. Or even just being able to, you know, keep up with your primary health visits, like, you definitely want to make sure that you switch your current plan over or you give yourself ample time to switch to another plan to support yourself. With that, more of the little stuff like updating your addresses, be prepared to get a new driver's license and vehicle registration within the first 30 days so you can avoid any possible tickets and fines because the boys out here, they don't be playing. Man. <laughs> I think aside from that, it'll definitely be important to Try to get an idea of if there is an industry and opportunities in that industry available for what it is that you plan to do. You should definitely, you know, try to look at companies that are based here and the potential earnings that you can get in the position that you're looking for. You know, if you're a creator, artist, entrepreneur, you may need to see if there are other people here that are actually doing what you plan to do and are thriving at that. And you might need to even reach out to them to see like what's what so you can get a better idea of how things may work out for you. Before you even get to that point, 
definitely need to save your money. And if you're not able to get that job early on, you know, some people would say that you shouldn't make the jump. But I've seen people who have the craziest success stories relocating to another city. So, you know, if you can, I would say just try to save at least three to six months of what you're okay paying for rent and maybe even add a little bit on top for miscellaneous costs that may come up in the event that you don't land a job immediately. This will give you that extra leg room to survive, but also just to get things done until your financial situation changes. I sold most of my furniture on Facebook Marketplace and the things that I couldn't sell, I just gave it away because I drove here in my car from Philly, so it was no way that I was gonna be putting all of that stuff in my vehicle, you know? So. Definitely don't be afraid to just sell stuff or give it away. Um, I gave away a lot of clothes that I couldn't fit anymore. Put on some weight in the past year. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, but um, definitely, you know, sell and give away some of that stuff. And Facebook Marketplace is a great way to do that. And I think lastly, don't wait until the last minute to start doing your research and, you know, trying to figure out all of these things because you're gonna feel overwhelmed. And honestly, you might put yourself in a bad situation. So give yourself an ample amount of time don't just move off an of impulse or because you saw somebody else do it. Just make sure it makes sense for you. I got a lot of people that reach out to me personally with every question that they had about moving to a new city. And it's like so many things that I had to learn on my own. And I think that's a beautiful part of this process. It's just like doing that work to figure some of this stuff out on your own. Because a person can't tell you literally every facet of what it takes to move to another city. You know what I'm saying? So don't wait to the last minute. And, you know, make sure that you're doing your research to make sure that you can make this move as seamless as possible for you. So I hope any of this information was helpful to y'all, man. These are the things that I've experienced in my short six months in Atlanta. All the lessons, the blessings, and everything in between. I will say that there was moments where I felt like I didn't make the right decision. <laughs> like, I packed my stuff up and headed back to Philly. But I'm just glad that I didn't quit and I didn't give up because, you know, those lonely days, those isolated days where you feel like you are on your own and stuff just don't make sense and nobody know that you're going through that. It's hard when you gotta pay the bills and the money not adding up right. You can't call home and ask nobody like, yo, can you contribute to this? Like that stuff will challenge you, but it builds your character. So I'ma just say that I'm glad I didn't quit. And this is something I'm gonna look back on and I'm gonna be proud of. Even six months from now, where it's like a year. I'm just excited to see how much I change, how much I experience and how much I grow from being in a new city. And I don't even know if Atlanta is my last stop, y'all. Like, that's just where I'm at in my life right now. Like, I don't really have no kids. You know, I'm not in no relationship. It's just me. And, you know, I got the ability to be flexible with my lifestyle and things I do for myself. So, you know, I'm pretty much just open to, you know, wherever this journey takes me. But for now, you know, I just wanted to, you know, check in with y'all and give y'all this information. From here, you can expect to see a lot of guests. You know, some of the interviews will be virtual. I had to get this new laptop, y'all, because the camera on the 2018 MacBook Pro was terrible. It was so trash. But this one, it shoots in 1080p, which will be extremely helpful in doing some of those virtual interviews so I can make sure that I'm bringing y'all the best quality of content. And I got some great guests lined up, y'all, from every industry. I'm talking fashion design. I'm not even going to tell y'all all the people that I have lined up, but I'm just super excited for where this journey is heading in the new year. But it felt good to shoot again. I've been away for a couple of weeks. And hopefully the next time y'all see me, I might be in a new venue, y'all. That's something that has been holding me up. I don't know if I touched on that in the beginning, but I've been trying to find a great space to record because 
I don't want to be bringing everybody to my crib. You know, I'm out here by myself. Like, I don't know that many people like that. Yo, I can't be bringing people to the crib. So I've been trying to network and do my research and due diligence to see, like, where can I find a dope venue to, you know, shoot and record my stuff? And that's still ongoing. I'm making some strides, y'all. But, you know, just be patient. You know, everything is in this infancy and we growing. But other than that, I really just want to say I rock with y'all. I appreciate y'all. And I hope y'all like it, even though it wasn't, you know, as story-based. And I think I like where we headed. Like, I'm excited about what's to come, y'all. But anyways, you know, you can find this episode on Apple, Spotify, and now our YouTube channel at Failing Forward. Make sure y'all follow us on Instagram at failingforward.co. And I appreciate y'all listening, man. I'll see y'all soon.